Welcome to the WCC Weekly here on Gonzaga Nation SI, where each week we take a quick recap of the previous games, um, usually on a Thursday-Saturday slate, and then we look forward to the week ahead with the games that are set to play on the upcoming Thursday-Saturday. If you've been uh, a follower of Gonzaga Nation SI since we've started, Appreciate the the follow. Appreciate you guys checking out all the content uh, that myself, Adam Morrison, and the rest of our team are providing. Uh, please follow us on all social media platforms. Our social media director will be upset if I don't mention that. So YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, probably TikTok. I have no idea what else I may be out there forgetting, but follow us on, on social media channels. Uh, we've got a number of, of new offerings that we will be sharing in the upcoming week or two. Uh, but as I mentioned, WCC Weekly is here, is now. Usually, it's going to be a lot more in-depth than what today's is. And the reason this episode is not in-depth is the fact that if you follow college hoops, if you follow sports, if you just follow the news cycle in general, you understand that games are getting canceled and or postponed left and right. And then WCC, no different, no different. Um, every single game that was scheduled to start WCC league play, and that would have been December 30th, as well as New Year's Day, January 1st, was canceled on the men's and women's side. What does that mean? Well, that means uh, there the, the coronavirus is surging throughout the different college basketball programs. I've talked to a, a number of coaches off the record uh, over the last few days, and, and they, they don't take this lightly, but what they do uh, want to see is a little bit more, uh, may, maybe not consistency is the right word, but a little bit more um, ability to listen or see what truly is going on symptomatically with their student athletes. Um, it, it just because a guy had a cough, you go test and all of a sudden two guys who are asymptomatic pop a po positive test games off. Um, and, and so, you know, coaches are questioning, coaches are asking quietly behind the scenes, what's next? What do we need to do to get this, this season back on track? What do we need to do to, to not start going down the, the rabbit hole, the spiral of, of losing, missing games. And before you know it, you know, you miss five, six, seven games. Um, so uh, questions are being asked behind the scenes. Hopefully we'll get a little bit more clarity and a little bit more direction and guidance, both league wise in the WCC, as well as other leagues, as well as uh, program wise. But, um, you know, there are some positives, I guess you could say, in the fact that so many games um, were canceled and the, and and it's affected so many teams is that it's not just a one-off it's that all these teams all these leagues uh, are going to have to work together hand in hand uh, to figure out how to reschedule these and be ready to go um, with as many games um, played uh, before the postseason begins so um, like I said I was looking forward to a great first week but instead every single game was postponed. Um, you know, now what you have is you have the frustration and having to figure out the rescheduling of games. Uh, just obviously, I'll take Gonzaga, for example. 
Gonzaga was going to play at USD December 30th and at Loyola Marymount January 1st. So that was their Southern California swing that makes things easy. The other three, uh, three or four games into California are closer um, in, in geographical location when you're talking St. Mary's, uh, San Francisco, Santa Clara, and Stockton. Those are all really within driving distance of each other in about uh, an hour and a half, two hour radius. But um, when, when you're looking at Gonzaga having to postpone or reschedule those two games, those are road games um, where now all of a sudden Gonzaga has to um, get on a plane, get fly. Yes, they fly charter, which not every school in the league is able to do, but you're talking about days off of potentially days off of school. When you look at the calendar and you see that the games are typically Thursday, Saturday, as they've been in the league for, for a number of years, how are you going to fit this in? I think what you're going to see is you're going to start seeing games added on Mondays. You're going to see games starting added on Tuesdays. When does this begin? It's all kind of hard to say. I think you're going to, there's going to be a couple of weeks where this starts to uh, the coronavirus postponements are going to kind of flush themselves out. You're going to, I would see, I would imagine in about two and a half, three weeks, you're going to start seeing um, a, a little bit of reshuffling of the deck with the schedule. Now that's not as easy as, as a lot of people might think. Like I said, Gonzaga's got a, a leg up in regards to the charter being able to go. But if you're talking about a University of Portland getting down to um, one of these possible road games that might, might've been postponed, uh, you're, you're talking about a whole different beast because you got to get the commercial flights. You got to get um, so many things uh, lined up and on board. So the coaches and the ADs and the commissioner uh, will figure it out and work what's best uh, and equitable for for the conference. Um, I, I know a lot of other conferences have adjusted their stance on if you've got if you're the team that causes the postponement, you would get a forfeit. Now, other leagues are, are, are changing their policy. Uh, I apologize. I haven't seen what the updated policy is for the WCC, but I would hope that that would be the case um, because that, that would really um, be a shame if because of the timing of a postponement, because of a test or two, you would lose a game because of that. That, that to me, would not be good. Um, the other thing to consider when, when you're talking about the rescheduling of all these games is the television contracts. Obviously Gonzaga is a huge driver, um, and, and a player for ESPN. Um, if you look at ESPN's, uh, coverage of the West coast conference, it is Gonzaga heavy followed by BYU followed by St. Mary's, uh, and rightfully so. But with that, you're going to have to um, bring the the network involved in the conversation of, of when those games are scheduled and if they can be put back on TV. Uh, I know for a fact, um, you know, with our TV regional crew, um, KHQ here in Spokane, where myself, Richard Fox, uh, Greg Heister do the games. When the schedule comes out, it's it's a pecking order essentially. ESPN takes their pick, and then the next region uh, television partners um, get a chance to look at the games and see what they want. I, I know CBS Sports Network, who I work games for, um, has two Gonzaga games uh, on their schedule in, in the rest of the season. I'm calling one of those January 27th uh, at home against Loyola Marymount. Uh, and then it's a trickle down from there 
where KHQ um, picks it up and then we get the assignment for those games. But um, it'll be interesting to see if any of the games being reshuffled um, leads to changes in who the television partner is for that game. And that could then also lead to changes uh, in tip time. So very interesting stuff to keep an eye out uh, on. Um, when you look back at this past week, the, the biggest games that the biggest game in the league to me that got canceled that I was really looking forward to seeing um, was St. Mary's at, at San Francisco. Uh, I think that was the one where we were going to really get a true feel for is San Francisco for real? Is St. Mary's uh, what they've been in the past as far as, you know, a, a very good player in, in the WCC and, um, you know, USF has gotten off to a, an incredible start. They were receiving votes. Um, I believe they still are receiving votes in the top 25. Todd Golden's done a really good job. Jamari Bouye scoring the heck out of the ball. Um, Masalski uh, has done a nice job. Shabazz has struggled to, uh, and been a little bit inconsistent at times, but you know he's an aggressive scorer. He's going to have a couple games in the WCC uh, where he's going to be in the 20-plus point range. Might even give you a 30-point game or two here or there. Um, but but I really like that Saint, San Francisco squad, and I think this was going to be um, an opportunity to kind of put their stamp early on in the WCC, um, because like I said, St. Mary's has kind of been been there for the last 17, 18 years under under Randy Bennett. Um, but for on the flip side, for for St. Mary's, this was a chance for them to basically say, we're we're still St. Mary's, we're still. Uh, that top three echelon in the WCC, uh, we're going to go on the road and we're going to win one early uh, and, and kind of set the tone for anybody who thinks they're going to climb up into that top three um, echelon of the league. But St. Mary's, uh, you know, you're looking at Matthias Toss. He's really improved. He's healthy this year. Fotu's playing well. Uh, Kuzi's crazy to think he's still there. Uh, and then Augustus Marshallonis, the son of Sharonis Marshallonis, the freshman, is starting to really play well. His numbers don't jump out at you, but when, when you watch some clips here, there, you're impressed with the aggressiveness. You're impressed with um, his feel for the game and, and, and his IQ, and it shows because uh, of who his dad was. And I'm sure there was lots of basketball conversations going on in that household. But that was the big game that that I was looking forward to watching last week. The game I'm looking forward to seeing this upcoming week, if they're played. And I'm hearing rumblings already that a couple games. Uh, are going to be postponed. Um, they just haven't been announced yet because got to got to work through the the all the protocols uh, and figure those out. But uh, the two I'm looking forward to a game that I'm calling on Thursday. We're supposed to be calling on Thursday. Uh, USF, who I just talked about uh, at Gonzaga. You know, because that St. Mary's game for USF was canceled. This is now a chance for USF to to kind of make their entrance uh in into the league and really say hey we are good or on the flip side if they struggle against gonzaga you got a chance to say well they had a nice uh non-conference run we'll see how it plays out uh, but if you look at the numbers usf is like 32 i believe in ken palm i believe they're 35 in the net so those numbers uh you know through 13 14 15 games whatever it may be um you're about a halfway point so those numbers typically hold fairly true the rest of the season depend unless you hit a major skid a major slide which i don't expect to see from them uh the other game i was i'm looking forward to this week and i hope it goes is saint mary's at santa clara um santa clara 
to me, they're 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 a good team. Can they crack that top four? Can they kind of beat out USF and St. Mary's and BYU to maybe get in that number two conversation? I don't know. It's hard to say. Herb Sendick's a terrific coach. He's taken a number of different teams to the NCAA tournament. Uh, he would love to do that here at Santa Clara. I think that's a tall task. Uh, I believe they sit at 10 and 5 right now. They've got the conference's leading scorer in Jalen Williams, who continues to improve. Long, lanky, athletic wing who's skilled, uh, who's shown the ability to, to shoot it a little bit now. He's putting the ball in, in pick and roll situations and making the right plays. Uh, Joseph Brankich is back as a super senior. Uh, his offseason hip surgery um, is, is past him. Uh, he's had a couple games that he's missed due to injury, but all, all in all, you put him on the floor with his experience, his skill level, um, he, he's going to be a factor in the game. But the St. Mary's at Santa Clara game is definitely one to look out for. If Santa Clara uh, can, can take care of business on their home court, um, now you're talking about I don't think they're an NCAA tournament team based off of Ken Palm, based off of net, but I think you're starting to, to really make the, the, the conference um, really interesting. And then if that's the case and they win, now you're talking about the depth that I've talked about the WCC for, for quite some time uh, really being shown. So those are a couple things to look out for, a couple of things to be excited about. Um, those are two games that, that caught my eye with the schedule this week. Fingers crossed they both get played. If not, as I mentioned before, uh, coaches, ADs, they're going to have to get creative and figuring out how to reschedule these games because I know the, the kids want to play. I know the fans want to see it, uh, and we'll see what other possible guidelines, restrictions, whatever you want to call them, may be placed um, uh, in the near future on getting this season back up and rolling the way it was in November and early December. So uh, appreciate you listening. Again, Check out all the Gonzaga Nation SI social media channels, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. I'm sure we're on it. Um, so for Gonzaga Nation SI, we'll see you next week. I'm Dan Dickow.